Acts chapter 27, beginning at verse 20. And you Bible readers are very familiar with this story. Verse 20 starts like this. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long absence, Paul stood before, forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. And that's where we'll stop reading right there. And when you get home, go back tonight and read the whole chapter. And, uh, but we want to go back <clears throat> to the 24th verse, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. You Bible readers know this story, how that Paul was being delivered to Rome to stand before Caesar. And there was a, <clears throat> there was a, uh, they took the advice of the ship owner that said <clears throat> that it was safe to sail and didn't heed Paul's warning. They didn't get very far before the storm came. And it was a, a lengthy storm and they didn't see the sun for days on end. They had to cast everything that was on the ship overboard just in the hopes of staying afloat and staying alive. They cast the tackling off the ship. They cast everything that was on there off, even the wheat that was on there. And I read you in the 20th verse where it said, when it was many days, it looked like all hope that we should be saved was gone. And I've seen storms in my life that I felt the very same way as these men did. And no doubt you have too. And, and as we have thought of the scripture over in Samuel about Goliath, you faced your Goliath and I faced mine and it looked like I just wouldn't know hope. But in the middle of all this darkness and 14 days without seeing the sun or the moon or the stars and worried to death that they wasn't going to make it, Paul stood up. And he said, The Lord whose I am and whom I serve has sent an angel to stand by me this night. And he said that I would appear before Caesar and that he's going to give me all that sail with me. And so if I had a little thought, it's all that sail with me. And Satan tells us that we're dwindling down, don't he? 
And just look around, it looks like it's just the old timers. A lot of gray and this younger generation don't seem to see the need. And where are they at in the church in this day and age? And, and we can't have the services like we traditionally had and can't offer the things. And just what's going to happen, preacher? It looks really, really dark and a really bad day for God's people. He's given us all. That's sailing with us. He's given us all that's sailing with us. Preacher, what are you talking about? Here they were on the ship, and you heard Paul's speech, and what he revealed what the Lord had told him, and he told them to take meat and to be of good cheer. And it was still storming, still the wind blowing, still the rain falling. The storm hadn't eased up, but Paul had peace in his heart. Some of the folks that was with Paul didn't have that same peace, did they? In the dark of the night, about midnight, they went and tried to lower the, I guess you'd call it the rowboat, the lifeboat, down to, to make their way, to make their escape. And Paul said what? Unless these all stay with the ship, we shall all perish. I don't care what the storm is in your life. I don't care how hard the wind blows. I don't care how hard the rain beats down on you and you can't even look up. Feels like that you're stepping against the, the, the wind and every step that you take is just beating down on you and punishing you. I don't care how bad this storm is. Stay with us, ship. He's given us all that's sailing with us today. Isn't it wonderful to know we're not in this alone? And in my darkest hour and in my trial and my tribulation, I'm not alone. I've got somebody. Yes, preacher, the Lord said he'd never leave you and he'd never forsake you. Yeah, I know that. But that's not all I've got with me. I'm sailing with some brothers and some sisters and we're going to make it because God's promised all that sail with us will land safely. Aren't you glad? Oh, I know. They built a ship several years ago around the early 1900s. was called the Titanic. They said it's insinkable. They said it's, it's proof that'll never sink and everybody on it will be safe and you get on that and sail across the ocean from one continent to another and you'll be okay and in the maiden voyage because of man's limitations because man didn't see the difference in the in the way that the chemicals were that treated the iron in the cold salty water the rivets gave loose and the boat sank uh, in, in amazement to what men had promised, indifference to what men had promised, it sank that I'm on a ship that's going to land safely one day after a while. The captain is the one that's leading the way and he's given me the privilege and the honor just to be on board. If I have to shovel coal to keep it going, if I have to, lay, if I have to be down in the bowels of the ship and work and work, until the day we land safely. I'll be glad when we get there because I'll be there with you. Amen. He's given us all that sail with us. He's not giving us all the Baptists. <laughs> Sorry to let you in on that little secret. We're not the only ones going. 
He's not giving us all the church of God. They're not the only ones going. Methodist, Presbyterian, you name it. Why, he's not even giving us all of Dutch Bottoms. What about that? We may have members on the roll that are a member of the church, but they've not got a ticket to get on the ship. I've been privileged. The Lord's blessed me to go a few places. We've been on cruises. I know Bobby and Debbie's taken cruises before. And you get down there, and it don't matter how much you've got packed in your suitcase, and it don't matter how much you've looked forward to the trip, and it doesn't matter how far you had to drive to get on the ship. If you don't have a ticket, you don't get on. You go to the airport, we've flown different places. We've flown to Hawaii, we flew to Arizona, we flew to North Dakota. Looked forward to seeing my youngins, to visiting and seeing new sites and things like that. Made plans for the days that we were going to be there. May have even bought plans or tickets to events or shows or things like that that we had planned on going to when we got there. But if I didn't have the airplane ticket, I didn't get on. If you not had the ticket, if you not had the blood applied to your life, if you're not saved by the grace of God, if you not ask Jesus to be your Savior when it comes time to go from earth to heaven, you will not get to go because you don't have the ticket. Preacher, I can't afford it. I'm just a poor boy. That's okay. It's already paid for. All you've got to do is claim it. If it costs money, Bobby, I'd have never gotten it. My daddy was a poor boy. He worked just a a job that made a little over a bit of a wage. We always had food on the table. We always had clothes on our back and had a place to lay down. But I'm here to tell you today if salvation would have cost a great price for me and my family, none of us would have gotten to go. But my ticket has already been paid for. Who paid for it, preacher? Jesus did when he shed his blood on Calvary. You don't have to pay a dime. Jesus has bought your ticket. All you've got to do is get on board the ship. He's promised us all. Now, if you read this scripture, go home tonight and look at it. Yeah, the Lord promised Paul, all of them at Selva, all 276 souls that was on that boat. You know what he told them? That there wouldn't even be a hair of their head touched. Now, the ship, as it drew near the shore, They were afraid that it was going to crash and capsize. So they put the anchors down and the front of the ship stayed. But the wind and the waves and the water beat the back of the ship so that it was torn. And the man that was in charge was going to just kill the prisoners. But the centurion, in order to spare Paul's life, told everybody that could swim to swim, and if you couldn't swim, just get a hold of a part of the ship and you could drift right in. (laughs) Now, when the storm comes, like it's been coming in 2020, 
when the winds blow and we can't have Sunday school like we normally do. Oh, when the rain falls and we can't hug one another's neck and we can't shake hands like we'd like to and we can't do the things we've traditionally done, here's my advice to you. Stay with the ship because we've been promised we'll get there, not on our own, but together. If you're a little bit afraid, if the wind's got you where you've lost your balance just a little bit, Oh, if the rain's blowing and you can't see which way to go, just get a hold of the ship. Hold on tight to it. And we'll get, and we'll get there together. That's the oddest thing I've ever heard, preacher. No, it's in the Bible before. It's even in the same book. Even with the same man preached to you not too long ago about Paul and Silas being thrown in jail, didn't they? You remember that story? And the earthquake came and the, and the jailer assuming that the prisoners would all escape, drew out his sword and would have taken his life until he heard Paul's voice saying, do thyself no harm for we are all here. And he called for a light. He's already shouted. The light's what stayed the sword. <laughs> the light's what caused all the prisoners to sit still in their cells. The light was shining in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. What are you talking about, preacher? The light was shining when Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises at midnight. And he called for a light, and he sprang in. It says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And here's the same message that I just preached to you about when Paul was on the ship over there. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Is that where that verse ends? No. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And this is a good part, Bobby. You trusted him, didn't you? You asked Jesus to save your soul. And believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And the household. He's given us all that's going to sail with us. Aren't you glad we're not in this alone? He'll save your family if you live for him. And we're living in a, in a bad day. Now I know in Amos chapter 3 it says in the last days there will be a famine not of bread or water but for hearing of the word of the Lord. Satan's doing everything he can to keep it from going out. And you know what? It's more accessible now than it's ever been. Now, let me just tell you this. Whenever I was younger, before I pastored, and this is the only way that a young preacher can grow, I visited. 
I went somewhere once a week, every week for at least one service. Sometimes I preached, sometimes I didn't. A lot of times I was invited, sometimes I just went because the Lord laid it on my heart. But I went somewhere and I visited a lot. A lot of the churches I visited back in those days I've not gotten to go to in years because I'm tied up. And this is where I need to be. If I'm going to be your pastor, I need to be at your church. But that's not to say that I don't think of those people. Those churches I went to, the times I preached, the times the Lord blessed me for going and the things that I saw, the people I saw pray, the people I rejoiced with and worshipped with, I think about those people. And here we are, Satan's tried to close the doors on every one of these little churches, on every one of these little places. One of the places I went, Bobby, was 1 Corinthians. Years and years. I've not been there in 15 years. But now all I've got to do to enjoy their service is flip open Facebook and right there they are. Now all I've got to do, if I want to hear that preacher in Sonny Davis that preached about the lilies of the valley, so great one down here near revival, if I want to hear him one more time, all I've got to do is look up Facebook and there he is preaching again. I'm here to tell you today, the gospel is still going out. It's just men have stopped their ears up and don't want to hear it. But I'm telling you, if you want to land safely, everybody wants to go to heaven, but they don't want to give up the world to get there. If you're going to go, you don't get on the boat for free. A great price was paid for you to get to go. Jesus gave his life. I'm the only son J.D. Strange ever had. My knowledge right here says the only son that Robert Reed had. I've got three boys. I could not imagine. Marty's got a son. Bobby's got a son. I could not imagine giving one of my boys up so that somebody was accused of murder so that somebody was accused of being a thief could go free. Watching my son die so that somebody that was guilty and the whole world knew it could go free. That's what God did for me and you. He purchased our ticket onto the old ship so that we can sail from earth to glory one day after a while. No... Not all of Dutch Bottoms. I wish I wish I didn't. Wish I couldn't make this statement, John. I really do. No, not all of Dutch Bottoms will get to go to heaven. Just because Debbie's got your name recorded on the church roll does not mean it's recorded in the book of life. Not all Baptists will get to go to heaven. You might be able to quote every article of the 18 articles of faith and without Jesus giving you your ticket you'll die and go to hell you'll not get on the ship 
sit well. Preacher, what you've already said don't sit well. Well, the Lord's give it to me. You go get on one of them big ships. And when you get on it and it first starts out, you see little old boats all over the place. Smaller boats sailing side by side. But when it gets out there in the big waves, when it gets out there in the middle of the ocean, yours is about the only one you see. Not everybody that says they're going is going. Jude chapter 1, if I'm not mistaken, spots and wrinkles are they that feast on your charity. Listen, folks, and sinner friend, if it's been years since you've been to church and you're using an excuse, somebody did me wrong. If you're using an excuse, well, I'm just as good as that one sitting down our church house. You're telling the truth. You probably are. But let me relay this to you. If they've never been saved by the grace of God, it doesn't matter how many church services they attend. It doesn't matter what their office is in the church. It doesn't matter how much of their family supports the church and how much money they put in the collection plate. If they've never been saved, they're not going. And if you've never been saved, you're not going either. Don't depend on, well, if I'm better than they are. Don't depend on, I treat people better than they do. You better know you've been saved. You better know that you got your ticket. You better know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, there's a difference in denominations as far as some of the things we believe. Baptists believe in eternal salvation. Some other denominations do not. We believe in the communion. Some of the churches do it differently than we do. Some denominations believe in foot washing. Some denominations believe in different snake handling. But I'm going to tell you this. This is the one thing Jesus said. It don't matter what your denomination is. He told Nicodemus, you must, must be born again. There is no other way for you to get to heaven but through the darling Son of God, Jesus Christ. He's how you get your ticket. Don't assume because your daddy's the pastor that you're going to heaven. Don't assume because your dad is a deacon that you're going to heaven. Don't assume because your mama is a Sunday school teacher or the treasurer that you're going to heaven. Don't assume because your dad knows a lot of scripture because he's a good man, because mama is good to you and loves you. Don't assume because your parents are who they are that you're going to heaven. You can't, Marty can love me. He can hold on to me. He can cling to my shirt tail. Yeah. But I'm telling you this, when it comes time to collect the tickets, my ticket will not get him on board the ship. He'll have to have his own, and you will too. Lord. Now let me close in saying this. 
I don't know what I'd have done in the last six months if it hadn't been for you. I guess I just went crazy. I don't know what I'd have done. Now, I know we got the Lord. And I know I'm human. I don't know about you, but I have those pity parties like Elijah did. Elijah did, didn't he? Got over in the cave. He said, Lord, I'm the only one left in the suit of my life. What did the Lord say? Well, it looks like we're just the only ones left, preacher. The Lord said, I've got 5,000 that's never bowed a knee to Baal. Now, I can count. I don't know how many we got here, maybe 30, 40. That's just a drop in the ocean compared to the number that no man can number. He's promised us all that sailed with us. Something's done went on, hadn't it? And I mentioned Jay Lewis and Bonnie often, Sharon, different ones. Hat and Jim, different ones. John, different ones. They've done going on. Right. But they sailed with us, didn't they? Right. And they'll land over there too, just like me and you. As a matter of fact, I believe I'll get to see them first. Because I'll be way in the back behind them. But I get to, I get to go there. Because the Lord's promised. I trusted him with my soul. He gave me the ticket the day he saved me. I'm on board. And if we have to have church in the parking lot, I'm on board. And if we have to have it, just a few of us on Facebook, I'm on board. And if I have to sit home and watch the service on Facebook, I'm on board. I'm on board with the greatest organization mankind has ever seen. What is it, preacher? It's the church of the living God. They're the only ones going. And I'm glad I'm the least little part. I'm not worthy to even be a part. But I'm glad to be a part of the church. Tickets are still being administered. You can still get your ticket to get on board. It's not too late. You can still get your ticket. You've got a loved one that's not, not sailing with us. There's a ticket for that. Where's that in my Bible? Remember in Revelations, it says, any man that taketh away from this book, <coughs> any man that add to the plagues that he added to, and any man that taketh away from the book, what does it say is going to happen to him? His part 
Doesn't say his name is in there. Let's read it right now. His part shall be taken out of it. The place where his name would have been recorded. The space reserved specifically for his name. Any man that taketh away from the book, his part would be taken out of the book of life. Which tells me there's a ticket waiting on that man. Tells me that there's a ticket reserved, a space reserved, a place. And I forget what that's called whenever the captain has the, the I guess it's the cargo list. Or, or it's the book that tells you who all is on the ship. There's a place reserved in the spot that you would put, put your name down where you were going to sail, especially for you. All you've got to do is ask and you can get it. All you've got to do is want, I like this, Bobby. I didn't have a dime in my pocket when the Lord saved my soul. I've already told you our financial circumstances, but I can guarantee you this. If you want it, if you want to be saved, if you want to escape hell, if you want to get in the ship, if you want to be a part of the church of the living God, you've got to want it more than anything. And when you want it more than anything and ask for it, Jesus will give it to you. Being saved is simple. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to have money. Your daddy, your mama don't have to have a name in this life. You might not even know who your dad and mama are. But you can still be saved. You can still get on the ship. You can still. Now I've heard this statement. I guess I've made it. If I'd have been the only one. Jesus had still went to Calvary for me. But thank God I'm not. Thank God he's given me all. Thank God that he's given me all. Don sung the song, I need a blessing. I've been in the valley all day. My soul is dry and thirsty. Lord, leave a blessing as you pass my way. So he left me, Don. To sing that song to be tonight, to be a blessing to be. He left me, Marty, to put a smile on his face and make me feel good about just coming to church. He left me, Bobby, to hear his voice and to know that I'm loved. Oh, he's he's giving me all that sailed with me. Aren't you glad to be on the ship and not just to be just you and the captain, but you and all that sail with us? He's given me all that sailed with me. If you want to be a part of it, you can. 